Welcome back to Check for Traps. Last time, the group engaged into a rousing battle against some orcs. Crits were made and ogres were slain. Upon looting the bodies, the group found a mysterious stone with some interesting engravings. They have yet to solve. Let's find out where they will be heading next. Alright, well I am your host in DM, Billy, and sitting around the table we have... Sassafras! Slick! Alright, so last time when we left off, we were just arriving back at Sidram's house, and he was sitting out in his patch, uh, the garden patch. So he sees you all approaching and stands up and kind of waves at you, excited to see that you have returned safely to, to One Piece. He kind of opens the gate, clinks it behind himself, and, and rushes up to meet you and just says, well, how did it, how did it go? It looks like you're all intact. The ogres are dead. Yeah, we like totally killed them. You all are a little stronger than you appear because three ogre, you say three? It was three. Three ogres are, are no trivial task for Because we are awesome. Uh, <laughs> apparently so, but I, I do have good news for you. You weren't gone very long. Remember the stone that you left with me? Yes. Well, I was able to discern it and figure out the, the details of it. And good news, I am able to enchant it into any item have you, are you making a decision as to what you wanted to implant it into? Roscal's shield. Yeah, sounds good. That's what we're, okay. Sassafras is giving me a strange look. What's that? Why are you giving me a oh, strange I thought look? we might change it. Well, we can. I mean, just need to do some discussion here. Yeah, you, you guys can discuss it. I way. just don't have a magical item to put it in yet. Well, you don't need a magical item. Any any piece of item, any item works. A sock, a, a necklace, So does it bracelet. have to be equipped? In order for you to wear it, yes. you're going to assume, well, I can just tell you, it will be a, um, a soul-bound item or a... So here's my worry. Okay, so I don't want to like put it in a necklace that I just wear every day and then I get this awesome necklace and now I lose that if I use another better necklace. Well, that's going to be a risk you're going to have with anything of any item that it eventually can be replaced. I mean, you can always do it in a All ring. Right, just give it to Sassafras' shield. To Sassafras' I mean, shield? I mean... Roscoe's <laughs> shield. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're sure that's what you all want? I mean, if Sassafras wants it, she can have it. No, it's okay. All right. Okay. Um, so he w- he does kind of divulge a little bit of information. So you, you can make a decision based off of what you want. Whatever item this is imbued into, he says that it is intrinsically going to increase your hit points. And it is also going to increase your armor so if that influences your decision in any way now's the time to speak i really think roscoe needs that more than the two of us i think sassafras actually kind of wants this i mean if she wants it well okay so we had this discussion off mic that i'm gonna go more of the tank and you're gonna be more damage damage it's gonna be more Support, I believe, yeah. would be the more correct. Yeah. He's, uh, Slick is more of a damage. So that was just kind of my thought process. But I'm okay. I mean, I'm good. I just, you know, was thinking. I was kept out of the loop. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you weren't listening because I'm pretty sure you were sitting right next to me. <laughs> For those of you who are unaware, I don't remember if we actually I don't have, think so. have stated this or not, but Sassafras and Slick are real life husband and wife, and then their son is Roscoe. So, they are a family live together under one roof. So, they actually kind of sit around and discuss the podcast and try to come up with ways to 
um, break the game Mess for with me. with the DM. Which is so much fun. Yay. No, it's okay. Put it in Roscoe Shield. Put it That's in Roscoe Shield. Okay. Is that what we want? Yep. Yes. Okay. All right. So Sidron, uh, he tells you, he says, that's, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, he offers to allow you all to stay the evening once again in his house because it will take him through the night to... Mr. Uh, Mr. Sidron, um, upon killing the ogres, uh, we found something that one of them have, and it might intrigue you. Oh? At, at this time, I want to pull out the uh, purple purple crystal that I got that had the inscriptions on it. Gotcha. And I want to hand it to him. Okay. So uh, just as a refresher, it's a about an 18-inch round, um, kind of like, a, I think, a step stepping stone, like you might see in a garden or something, that type of stone. And engraved on it is, in the very middle, a strange-looking sun. And then it had the engraving on it that read, when in conjunction the hands align upon the sun, the journey begins. So you hand that over to him. And he looks at it with kind of a, a quizzical look and kind of flips it over back and forth, runs his fingers over a little bit and just kind of hymns and haws. All of you, actually, I should have done this a while ago, so I've, I kind of forgot. Roll me a history check. And Roscoe, no, you're a cleric of war. Never mind. Um, I do have history. You do have, That's, that's yeah. good. I was going to have you roll advantage because I was thinking you were a different style cleric, but I forgot that you were a war cleric. So 16. Okay. 13. Four. Okay. <laughs> Roscoe has that no advantage. clue. <laughs> so Sassafras, um, you know that you have probably seen this before in your studies. Um, I, I really don't know. It's just in your past life, you have recognized the symbol before, and you know it has something to do with life and something to do with death. But you're not entirely sure exactly what what it is. So Sidram looks it over and says... In my years of studying through the books and in the Great Library of Bartow, I've seen a lot of different emblems. And uh, as you well know, it seems like every thing in this universe has almost a symbol or something, a representation of itself. This sun, the etchings of it, I, I, I don't know the wordings. I don't know what it means. It would appear as if it is some sort of riddle to be solved. The etching of the sun itself in the middle of this stone is an inclination of something to do with not the afterlife, but the the space between life and death. Necromancy? Not so much necromancy. There, they might have some ties in to necromancy in a sense because it, it, it does have a little bit to do with death. The best way to think of it would be like a, a purgatory. Purgatory? Huh? Purgatory? Yeah. Um, I'm not really the best one to tell you um, with the information that would, would go along with this. I have some colleagues that I could reference you to if you needed to take it to somebody to maybe have it observed or, or checked out who might be able to tell you some more. But that is unfortunately not entirely my area Specialty? of expertise. Specialty, yes. All right, we might get those names for you from you before we leave. Okay, well, I, the, well the, I, have, I have one name for you. His, his name, uh, he's... A pen pal, if you will. He was an individual who I would send letters to. I've never actually met the man, uh, but it's a dwarf by the name of Thurwin Stonetoe. A dwarf? Yes, sir. You should have a lot in common because you're, you know, a dwarf. Thur- Thurwin, what? <laughs> Thurwin Stonetoe, and he's located. Stonetoe. 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 Hey, the Stonetoes is a great family. So. 
there is a story to go with his name, uh, his last name. And if you ask him, he, he doesn't really like to talk about it. So if you get on his good side, he might tell you. But you might want to kind of steer clear of that course. Like, who couldn't just love me? Um, he just looks at the other two of you and just... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> he, he, he lives down in the town of Ozo. I can't tell you uh, exactly where he lives. I just address his name to the town of Ozo, and it, it finds its way to him. And his and I's correspondence, he's just as a information whenever I have questions concerning something. How I would far is Ozo from here? Ozo would be about a four-day four travel. Ooh. But, like I told you, you're welcome to stay here for the evening while I enchant the shield. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, we'll make sure that we have a meal and everything for you. Uh, but with that, if you don't mind, I'm going to go into the kitchen now. I've got some fresh produce that I'm going to prepare for for dinner. Do you need some help? Uh, sure, if you wouldn't mind, Roscoe. I'll, I'll come are, you a, are you a good cook? My mom used to say I was a good cook, but not so my dad. Well, your mom also probably told you you were beautiful. Yeah, beautiful, yeah, big yeah. baby. Mm-hmm. Take that with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, come come right on in here if you don't mind. And then the two of them disappear into the kitchen, leaving Roscoe and... I mean, sorry, Slick and Sassafras. I want to look around, like, his living room or wherever we're at, just kind of see if there's anything that stands out. Like, I don't know. For some reason, I'm not 100% trustworthy of this guy. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll me a... You can do an investigation or you can do a perception check. I will let you pick. Well, either way, I probably don't see a lot. You said investigation or... Or perception. Perception. Fourteen. Uh, Fourteen. Okay, so looking around the room, um, he has a lot of books. A lot of books, which doesn't necessarily stand out as an alarming situation. Because knowing his background, knowing he is an enchanter, he's a man of magic and probably a learned individual. And an elf who has been around for a very long time at this point, probably a couple hundred years. So his his collection is vast, but in the living room nothing really stands out. There's a there's a he's got a living room, a couple bedrooms, and a study area. So if you wanted to, if you have questions about him, are you trying to snoop, or are you just kind of actively when you're in the the room just looking around? Like, are you going to try to sneak into other parts of the rooms, like into his bedroom or into his study? I'm not trying to I guess actively snoop but i'm definitely not just chilling like oh look there's a sign like i'm carefully looking at everything okay but i don't want to like go in his bedroom and be all like where he might catch me you know right well what i what i will tell you is is he might probably have his his bedroom door open and you can kind of see in the corner he has almost a shrine erected to his wife um no candles are lit or anything but there's a picture of her and it's got garland around it there are some unlit candles ornamenting around it and some fabric hanging over which you can presume might maybe be like a wedding dress or something just a man in mourning you know kind of having a little something to remember her by in the living room there is an odd when there's pictures of his son and himself and just family time and everything else sitting and adorning some shelves and whatnot but there is an oddly lack an odd lack of memories of her for an individual to have a shrine of her and then nothing in the living room or anything just kind of strikes you as a little bit strange. But the the books all look fairly worn, like they get read a, a decent bit. But his study is very clean and neat and tidy, just looking through the door in there. And uh, the only way you'll know more about those is about the study or his bedroom is if you actually want to be Snoopy. Not quite ready to be Snoopy just yet. Okay. I want to look for the boy. 
You want to just okay. So you are you going to ask Sidram where he's at or? Sure. Yeah, I'll ask him. Okay, so they're sitting there in the the kitchen. Roscoe, roll me a, uh, an athletics check, real quick. Athletics. Yeah, yeah. Let's see how yeah. well you can throw the fruit in the air. Yeah, he's playing fruit it. ninja. <laughs> Eight. So you're so you're sitting there and you have the knife in your hand and you're trying your best to cut these fruits up. And you know how you, when you watch a chef, how quickly he works with his blade and everything and it's just smooth and sharp and no problems. That is not what Roscoe is doing. He is <laughs> he is trying very hard, um, but the cuts are shaky and thick. And you're you're trying, but how, you're not impressing how, Sidram very much. How tall is this counters? Yeah, the, the counters are definitely a lot taller than you are. So you're almost like a small child trying to like reach up to a counter. So you're just at that awkward angle. It would almost be easier if you just pulled them off and set it on the ground and were able to work on it. You got a stop stall. <laughs> These counters are a little bit too tall. So it's like you, uh, you poke your head in through the door and, and holler at him and ask him where his son's hiding. And he says, I think he was taking care of the animals out in the barn. All right, I'm going to go check on him. Okay. So you walk in, and sure enough, he's sitting out there, and uh, he sees you walk in, and eyes get real big and says, Oh, you're back! He said, Come here, come here, come here. And he looks around real quick, just kind of making sure nobody else is looking. And you see him walk over to a pile of hay, and he reaches his hand back up inside, and he pulls out a very crude handmade crossbow that's probably not functional, but it's his, air quotes, crossbow. And he's very, very proud of this crossbow. He holds it up for you to look at and says, see, it's just like yours. That looks real good, son. Yeah, that, that's all right. Yeah, I've, I've already killed about 100 ogres with it. I'm going to be an adventurer when I grow up. And I'm going to be able to shoot everything that I want with my crossbow just like you can. That's something to work at, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah I'm only going to get better. You can do it. Did you kill the ogres that my daddy sent you to go kill? They're dead. I wish I could have seen it. I bet you were just just chopping them up into a million little pieces. There was arrows going everywhere. He gets really excited. He starts kind of jumping around the room and pretending like he's shooting his crossbow. He's like, if I was there, I would have been standing right next to you, and I wouldn't have been scared one little bit. I don't think he would have either. I, I wouldn't have. I would have. I would have. Oh, boy. I can't wait till I'm old enough and my daddy lets me go out and, and become an adventurer. Just remember, start out small and work your way up. Small. And he pulls out a, a, a pad, a pen from his pockets, and he, he just kind of scribbles something in his book and closes it up and says, small. No, okay. Got it. I, I got to get back to work. All right. I guess I'll give you a hand. Okay. So the two of you just kind of go to work. Sassafras? Anything that you would like to do? You're still sitting probably in the living room, chillaxing. Um, I'll go into the study. I feel okay. like that's not quite as intrusive yeah. as a bedroom. So, yeah, there, there's the study has no door. So you don't feel like it's more of just an archway kind of leading off into his study. And with your role, there are some books that are more worn down than the others. Can I tell, like, what they're about? So looking on the, the most of the other books, as you're kind of looking at the the bindings on them they read things about enchanting and you know this stone and that stone and the combinations of the magic and the the material world and how to work things together and then just every now and then there's just kind of a strange book with a darker tone to it um, about the afterlife and about almost 
I hate to say necromancy because it's not as blatant as necromancy, but it's you kind of get that feeling of the books. Like maybe I already he's, had that feeling. Yeah, like he's he's trying to possibly bring someone back. Right. Okay. I'm good. Okay. So do you are you still actually? Yeah. So are you just sitting there in the room, or do you just kind of leave after you find those books? I'll find like some book about enchanting or something. Okay. I want to stay away from like the other books and. Do some like just reading, like reading, right. you know, just because I'm bored. I got you. I got you. So um, while Slick is just, we'll say, just left the house, Roscoe, and you're over there doing your slice and dice work, do you have anything, any questions that you want to talk to Sidron about or? Not really, no. Okay. You just kind of want to work and just yeah. let the overhomers fill the house and you two are working on a, a delightful, from what you can guess, maybe a salad. There's no meat to be had here. Um, Fruit basket. A fruit basket. Yeah, perhaps a fruit basket. And you're going to carve it up into a nice little statue. <laughs> sure, why not? All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Sidrum kind of wipes his hands off a little bit on a on a towel and just says, well, I, I thoroughly appreciate your, your helping me. And, well, uh, well, I appreciate the home. As you're saying that, he kind of flicks up a flame and throws some, some sort of vegetable over an open flame and it kind of starts to roast and he says if you wouldn't mind would you just pull that off after it starts to blacken for me yeah yeah. excellent and he walks out of the room at that and with that see sassafras uh kicked out on probably like a large chair oversized chair for her stature as she's sitting in the study reading a book and he just kind of walks in and you don't get a sense that he's angry or anything, um, or even that he's necessarily trying to hide anything. He just walks in and says, oh, do you find something interesting to read? Well, I figure I can always learn a little bit. Oh, well, that is the nature of this world, is we can always, always try to learn whatever we are given the opportunity. Do you have any questions about what you're you're reading there? And as he's saying that, you notice, well, roll me a, roll me a perception again, an investigation, because you're kind of wary. Roll it with oh, advantage. Ro- oh, thank goodness. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why? What did you roll for the first one? I'm that one. one. Oh. <laughs> perception, you said? Yes. 17. Okay. So, with the 17, thankfully, since you were already on edge, so you, you notice he's moving over to the bookshelf where there was probably the densest concentration of mm, darker books. And he doesn't try to hide it or move it. It's almost like he's just looking to see if anything has been disturbed. And he just kind of, once he is satisfied with it, he relaxes. He wasn't really tense, but you can just kind of tell he's like, okay, I'm all right. So he goes over and sits down at his desk, opens up a drawer, and pulls out uh, a box, which you assume might have some stuffings for a pipe in it. And he says, do you smoke? Oh, no, I'm okay. Thank you. Absolutely. He says, you just continue reading that book. And please, if you don't mind, or if you if you need any other uh, articles, I, I highly encourage you read them. But I just do ask that you just ask for permission before you remove any other books. Okay. And with that, he stands up and he leaves the room, leaves you to your, your business. And he goes out on the, the porch as he's walking out. Roscoe, he leans in and just says, everything all right in here? Yeah, yeah, everything's good. So you you manage pull it off and everything else. You're you're As pretty much done. Filling the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's fine. Yeah. Slick sees the house burning down from the barn. What's that smell? <laughs> so uh, dinner comes, dinner goes. You all have a little uh, meal and whatnot, and uh, we'll just pass the time forward. And I just need to know what you all want to do. I think we should wait for the shield to be done and then head to Ozo. That's yep. my thought. 
Uh, well, what do you guys think this stone is all about, though? I mean, that's, that's a four-day trip. That's quite a trip. It is. That's what we're going to find out. And and what transportation do we have? You you have our legs. Yeah, that's that's pretty much exactly. I don't want to walk four days. Well, uh, we can always ask uh, Sidron if he's got some type of transportation we could use. You spend a lot of time in the barn. Is there any horses out there? I mean, I'm sure. I, yeah, there's horses. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I've, there's two horses. I've, you want to take his only two horses? Yeah, I feel like I would be taking too much, Dan. He's already been kind enough to let us in his house. and We'll say you guys are having this discussion on the front porch, and he's inside side kind of cleaning up and doing stuff, just so you're aware of where you're having this conversation. I don't want to ask for the Well, maybe one. What's the what, one horse? I mean, we did kill three ogres. I mean, come on. I know. I, I don't want to be that guy. Well, I understand that, but, you know, we need to get to Ozo. Yeah, but how... We gonna walk? I don't care to walk. What's the... What would be the nearest city? Like Ozo. Town? Ozo. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking for it. That's fine. We don't have to ask. We can walk. No, I'm not. You can. I'm not gonna ask. Is it on me, then? I guess. I mean, like I said, we don't have to take both. We can take just one. I'll, I'm going to ask Sidron how much he wants for his horses. Okay, so eventually you guys are out front having this conversation, and he comes out and sits down, and you inquire about that. He, he just kind of shifts his head to one side, and he says, I know you have done an awful lot by saving my son. In fact, well, as I say that, it sounds selfish of me to say that you can't actually have... I, I'll tell you what I, I can I want, do. No, I, we want to buy... Well, even if, if you want it to sell, the, not to give. Well, the one horse, I, 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 I will not get rid of one horse. That was my sweet wife's. So it holds too dear a place in my heart. I, I will not part with, with him. But the other one I also need for my son if we ever need transportation for ourselves. So Understood. What I will do for you on top of the enchanting of your shield, Roscow. I do have, if you've, you've been out in my barn, I'm sure, several times, so you've probably noticed that I do have an oxen yes, horsed yes. out there, or stabled out there, and I have an old wagon. It's not nice. It's not pretty. I can't even guarantee that it will make the journey in one piece, but if you would like the oxen and you would like the, the wagon, you are more than welcome to take it for this journey and consider it yours. I'm okay with that. Thank you. Is there anything you need in Ozo while we're there? I thankfully have created this home of self-reliance, so I do not need anything. Actually, he kind of stops dead in his tracks for a second. He says, yes. He says, your purpose to Ozo is to go see Thurwin? Yes. Okay. Would you mind hand-delivering a letter for me? Sure. He says, excellent. I will I will write it tonight and, and hand it to him. I just do request that you please do Please do not open the letter um, and deliver it personally to him as soon as you find him. Then give the letter to me. I'll make sure it's not touched. Excellent. I will I will give it to you in the morning before you leave. Thank you. And he just kind of continues to rock and he just um, he's just sitting there thinking back and forth and he uh, he says, do you, do you still have that stone, the purple stone? Um, yeah, it it's been bothering me the the writing on it he says what what does it say one more time 
something about the hands. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you guys have written it down or not. In so the sun. You, you, you pull it out and show it to them again? Or, yeah. Okay. So pulling it out and everything, you guys can all see that there is a the emblem of the sun that he discussed is kind of like the purgatory, the land in between. Um, and then written around it in a circumference is when in conjunction the hands align upon the sun, the journey begins. He just sits there and puffs his pipe and just says, I, I've never been good with riddles. And it's bothering me that that one just does not make sense. I feel like it has something to do with when the hands of the clock are at the same time, like noon, but I don't know. That would make sense. I'm it not does, real smart. Does say hands. I don't know. <laughs> or midnight. Okay. All right. So anyways, he just kind of continues to puff away on his on his pipe. And, and uh, the evening passes by. And we sleep. Okay, so we are we sleeping all the way through the night. Nothing. Yeah, just I guess another long rest. At, okay, at least. yeah, yeah, it would definitely be a long yeah. rest. You guys would wake up, full hit points, all your spell slots, everything else, ready to and go then, again. Uh, head out to Ozo. Okay, the other two in agreement. Yep. Sure. Okay, so morning comes, and um, he actually, by the time you guys have woken up and gotten prepared and everything, he actually has the oxen hitched up to the wagon, sitting in front of the house. And you notice that he's put a basket in the back for you filled with food that would last you very easily for the journey um, without any trouble. And he just, uh, Roscoe, he walks up to you and he hands you the shield. Now fully enchanted, as you grab it, you get a sense of magical energy just coursing through it. Very powerful energy. Um, And you know that you're going to have to attune to this item, which takes one hour of focus time, which you could do on the traveling road if you wanted to. That's what I do. Okay. So, um, yeah, you now have it ready to go. And he says, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to work with such a fine crafted shield. It's been a very long time since I was able to truly stretch my legs as an enchanter. And that felt good. So thank you thank very you. much. My, my great, 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 great. Great brother-in-law, niece's uncle, cousin, Santa cousin, made this for me. They made it for you, but they're like 300 years old. He's a dwarf. He lives a really long time. True. <laughs> Although by that generation, shoot, they live a very long time. So we're talking thousands of years. It's a hand-me-down. <laughs> <laughs> hand-me-down shield. Uh, all right. We just call him Uncle Sally. <laughs> Uncle Sally. I'm going to put that in my notes. Uncle. I have a feeling we're going to come across that Uncle Sally somewhere. In Sally. Our Got it. All right. Family friend. Family <laughs> So you guys all kind of climb up into this wagon and Sidron and Eldrum are waving at you as you, you drive off in the distance. Did he hand me the letter? Oh, <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. He absolutely does. I drew a total blank on that. He walks up to you and hands you the letter. Uh, and he just looks at you before he lets go of it. And it's been stamped sure. with a, like a, a sealed envelope on it. Or, uh, yeah. One of the candle things. Yeah, like yeah. a wax yeah. wax stamp on it. And I just reassure him. I will make sure it okay. gets to where he it's makes, supposed to go. He makes dead eye contact with you. Mm-hmm. Like this is a man's bargain. Like Yeah. Okay. And he lets go of it and puts his hand on, the, on his son's shoulder and just waves at you as you go off into the sunset. Hey, Slick. I thought it was morning. <laughs> well, you know, the sun is pretty, would be better. Uh, Actually, the yes, up. the sun is on the east, and you're traveling to the east to get to the road. 
and then you're going to be traveling south. So it'd be the sun would be rising. So, you know, it depends. Sun's coming up over the horizon. (laughs) The sun is on the horizon, you know, semantics on. (laughs) All right. Does this wagon have a nitrous button? Um, no, that, oh, that, no, that's outdated. They that they costs extra. <laughs> yeah, that costs extra. <laughs> so anything on this? Okay. So Roscoe, you are attuning to your shield. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Excellent. All right. As you guys are driving away in the cart, you look off in the distance and slick. You notice Sidrum, not Sidrum, sorry. Uh, Eldrin is running in the woods alongside you, just kind of waving. Like, he he idolizes you. He thinks that, so he's just, you know, watching you as you, you go along. Set off a boat, or set shoot off an arrow for him. Don't Nat one this. <laughs> Do I see any, like, animals or anything kind of up above? We'll let the fate decide. Right, yeah. If we, anything over 13, we'll say yes. 18. So, yes, there's some birds flying overhead. I want to shoot one of the birds. All right, roll me an attack roll. <laughs> it's not a one. 19. You just hear from, like, your arrow shoots up, smacks into the bird, and you just hear the little boy go, I got him! And then you just see him run into the <laughs> woods where he thinks that the thing fell, and he disappears into the woods. So he's gone. Uh, so I'm the, laughing hysterically. <laughs> um, the journey continues on without pretty much any sort of happenstance if you will except for the fact i'm stuck for four days with in a trailer with these two that's your, that's your choice <laughs> nobody is making you do this. i mean you can walk <laughs> um so the day comes goes evening rolls around are you going to have any uh, you are out on the road this is you haven't really seen a whole lot of people a few people have passed and whatnot but nothing of any real importance or note but Staying the night, you are in the middle of the forest. So, you know, you can set up camp, eat dinner, start a campfire. I just want to keep going. If you go without resting for, like, during that 24-hour period, you endure what's called fatigue. And everything you do is... Can we, like, take turns? Like, I drive and they sleep and then I sleep and then, like, Rascal drives. Well, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about that. You've got a cart. Let's do that. Okay. Get yeah. there faster. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. That's good enough. So it wouldn't be really comfortable. And what we'll do is we'll say it's not it, for the future. This would not constitute a long rest in order to regain hit points no. and spell slots. But it will allow you to avoid fatigue. That's the only thing. And what we'll say if you travel like this, it'll knock a journey down to two days. I'm good with that. Yeah, okay. I'm good. So traveling through the night, nothing really. I of, mean, we got two good nights of sleep. So Right. Okay. So... um about the first day in, in fact, all of you roll me a perception check. All of you. All of you. This is after hey, 24 hours of being on the road. Should all of us roll a perception check? 20. Yes. You said all of you like three times. <laughs> all of you roll a perception check. All of you. Did I really? Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Apparently, uh, I need all of you. My brain was probably <laughs> thinking of the process that's occurring right now. Nine. Okay. Seven. 20. Oh, okay. Let me ask you this. When you left his house, who is the first person driving the wagon? I was it. I was. Okay. No, because so. you shot the arrow. So you couldn't be driving and, and shooting I, the arrow. And I was attuning to my shield. So I would be driving. All right, that's fine. Okay. So she, who, who is second? Driving. I'll be second. Okay, so we're saying you're doing this in eight-hour shifts is what we're doing. So you were second. So that's 16 hours. You were after 24 hours. So um, we're going to come. No. 
so then you so then that, that puts that so you are now by the time it's your turn slick your your turn is back up you realize this poor oxen cannot oh, go nonstop. like it is it is on its death legs right now if you keep pushing it i'm pulling the wagon over I'm okay gonna, i'm gonna let the poor thing <laughs> sleep a little okay something yeah because at this point it's been going for pretty much 24 hours and it is it is exhausted. I mean, it is just lathered up and about to get. When you take its harness off and everything else, um, it just lays down on the ground. And if it wasn't for the breathing, you would think it was dead because it is just just well after it drank and ate and everything, it's just falling asleep now and exhausted. I'm just gonna let it rest. Okay. So while well, this is during the daytime at this Here point, at check for traps. We care for animals. Yeah. We- <laughs> This poor oxen did not actually die. No animals was harmed of this podcast making. <laughs> for only 22 cents a day, you too can make a difference in the Check for Traps family. Hi, my name's Roscal, and I used to be like you, but you can make a... Only you can create forest fires. <laughs> Okay, so if I could sing, I would start singing. <laughs> the really sad, horrible. Plant a tree for your tomorrow. In the eyes of an angel. Yeah, that one. I just can't sing it. <laughs> well, we just got a little derailed there. Uh, a little bit. Do not delete that. <laughs> that that that's staying in. That's staying in. So, so as the day is progressing throughout, you notice all three of you coming down the road is a dwarf, another dwarf, sitting on top of a camel that is adorned in velvets and reds and very pomp and circumstance feeling very rich hoity-toity, and the camel is toting a wagon that is on basically like two wheels, you know, and it's just kind of rattling along behind him, and he's got a bunch of pots and pans and and clothings and everything. You can tell he's definitely a traveling vendor, and as he travels along, he kind of pulls his camel up to a stop next to you all and just says, oh, good day, my dear travelers. Hello. What brings you out to these beautiful woods? And he just kind of motions around. You can tell he absolutely thinks it's disgusting that they're trees, but he's just trying to. We're going to Ozo. Oh, to Ozo. One of my absolute favorite towns ever to go to. And in fact, I am traveling just past Ozo. Eventually, I will be going to the great land of Bartow to uh, sell my goods to the incredibly rich and incredibly famous over there. So if you'd like a first chance at my exceptional wares. Um, We're like totally not famous. Well, I'm not famous yet. I'll get there. And totally not rich. Not yet. But I'll get there. Would I be asleep at this time? Um... You were next up, but you're kind of in that state. No, you will say you were probably just kind of awake. You might not have been okay. sleeping, but unless you wanted to be asleep. I'll be asleep if you guys won't wake me. I'll wake him up. No, I'm asleep. I'll let him sleep. Okay, so it's just you two are having this conversation with him. So you're going to Bartow? That is correct. The great land of 
Bartow, of, of beautiful stone craftsmanship, that in conjunction with wonderful architecture and incredible sewage installations. So you're going from Ozo straight to Bartow? That is correct. Taking the roundabout way over the over the river and then through the land and, and, and to my grandmother's house. I go. Not really. Do you have room for three more? He just looks back at his cart, which is ramsackled, filled with items. He's going the opposite direction of us, isn't he? No, no, he, he's, he's traveling going, the same as uh, you guys. See, we have an extra cart that we could hook up to his cart for his animal to pull us. <laughs> he just gets a, a truly bewildered look on his face and just says, "That, my dear sir, is not going plus, to happen." Uh, plus, an oxen. To help the camel. No. I am I am a one man. Are you interested in looking at my goods? What kind of goods do you have? You name it, and I have it. Socks. I have it. He jumps down, and he runs back. Like before, if you try to say anything else, he just cuts you off, because he's bound to turn, and he rummages around, eventually finds some socks that, um, they're, they're like calf high socks with the double band stripe up at the very top from like the nineties, the eighty. I guess it would have been the eighties, wouldn't it? And, uh, he holds them up to you and they're almost as long as he is. And he just says, these fantastic custom made socks with wool from the northernmost woolly lambs. And he kind of rolls his eyes like he's trying to come up with a story that goes along with them. And he says they are fantastic in the winter, fantastic in the summer. They breathe and wick moisture away from the skin. One gold. Only. You don't have any in cotton? Um, Wool socks are going to wick moisture away? These are. Breathe? These are designed by the magistrate himself. Uh, Sir, sir, you just dropped something. Hey. Kind of looks down at the the ground, realizing that uh, he dropped a little pocket knife, and he oh thank you thank you reaches down picks it up, and kind of puts it back in his pouch, and he says so, one gold. You don't have any in cotton. Uh, no, why would I have cotton? That is outdated. That is up. up. I don't carry bad merchandise. Everything I have is top end, top notch, top quality, unparalleled. Wool makes me sweat too much. Not this wool. I'm just like rolling my eyes at him like, whatever, this guy's full of it. How about a cape? You have a cape? Oh, a cape, absolutely. He runs around to the back and you just hear like a rip and he comes back around the the backside of the, around the cardigan and he holds up a piece of red fabric that you can tell he just ripped off from that was hanging like maybe some sort of... Um, Curtain? Cur- yeah, thank you. I don't know why. Words are eluding me tonight. So you can tell it's just, he was, he's like, fantastic cape. Fantastic. It would make anybody look very regal. Uh, sir. Uh, he walks over and starts to like try to put it on. Uh, you're not giving this guy uh, a hard sir, time. Uh, I've, I've been around the block a time or two. Uh, I was an orphan since I was a kid. and I've went Oh, an orphan. Before. That's a, that's a sad. You must uh, be an adventurer. That is a curtain. Sir, that is absurd. However, it is a nice-looking curtain. Well, thank you. I mean, uh, yeah, cur- uh, cape, cape. It's a cape. It is a, it is a, he's just stumbling over his words at this point, do you trying have, to backpedal. Do you have a green cape with gold border? I, I could back order you one and have it delivered to you for pickup in whatever city you want. It would only take three weeks for delivery if you are an alpha member. 
I want to kind of kick Roscoe at this point because I'm like, this guy is so full of it. It's ridiculous. Uh, I don't really want to wait three weeks. What? I don't want to three. Become... You don't want to wait three weeks, boy. The oh, generations no, today no, are so what? impatient. Uh, what? What's going on? Not when I can twenty-four hour order it online. I mean, come on. What? But three weeks if you're an alpha member. Alpha member? What? Well, hello, fellow dwarf. Who are you? You, you sir, look like an individual who has a taste for the finer things in life and actually have a little bit of coin to spend on such items. No, we're poor. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna look behind him and see, like, how how fancy is this? Oh, it's ramshackled. I wanna, like, ugh! You disgust me. You think you call yourself a dwarf? You think you got? Are you from what? What's your family? What is your family name? Roll me, uh, roll me an intimidation check. Be a two. It's uh, an it's charisma. I a uh, nineteen. You rolled a nineteen. Rolled a nineteen. Hey, he stumbles back over himself for uh, a second, just completely bewildered by this dwarf who just comes up at him and in such a rant, um, caught completely off guard by it. I'm literally sitting on the ground now, like laughing hysterically. <laughs> he doesn't know what to think, and you're you he he Roscow looks at you and says, "My my family's name is the Tall Stag." The Tall Stag. The- you call yourself a dwarf. T- tall Stag. Tall Stag. Talk stag! Oh, oh, what do you sell here, huh? Oh, is that a curtain I see? It's a <laughs> is that it's a, a curtain? It's a what? What? What's this uh, alpha member? Oh, how much money do you have? Enough? Not enough for me, bucko! You better get on your that little camel, and you better get out of here and come where you come from! His eyes right now are just massive. Uh, Wait a minute, I want to see if he had any tonic. His, tonic His eyes snap trash. around to look at you again, Slick, because he's I mean, hearing... come on, you gotta have some I have Sonic. Sonic. I have Sonic. I have a uh, blast. Uh, yeah, uh, large chili cheese top, please. <laughs> Is it happy hour? He says, uh, yes, I have a... Because he snaps out of his... Anytime gold is mentioned he just immediately like back to that tonic and he whips his coat open he's just got potions dangling down and you see potions like invisibility um and hey then, uh invisible invisibility yes potions. yes yes and he glances over at roscoe and he, <laughs> he, he, well, hey, he, wait. Pl- he places himself between you or he stands between you at the, your I can't talk. I'm laughing too hard. He stands with a camel between you and him and is having a conversation with <laughs> I want to step forward. Get so, on the camel. <laughs> so, so, can I sample the invisibility? Oh, no sampling. No sampling. No okay, sampling. Okay, how about you sample it and let me see how it works. If you have sample it, it takes the entire thing in order you to You better work. sample it or else you're going to go bye bye. Okay. Like Roscoe. <laughs> Ro- uh, Roscoe's got. Uh, roll me another intimidation what? check to see if you're actually going to get him to do this or not. Nine. Nine? He, uh. Being intimidated, but he's not realizing that it would make him lose gold if he did that. He just kind of looks at you and says, I, I don't believe I, I will. Almost like he's questioning that he's found himself a pair of stones that he's able to stand behind. You don't think you will? Uh, no, I don't think I, that's a, that is not a businessman decision. On what um, mountain of business do you stand on? 
Ross Cal, we're having a conversation here. He's a scam artist. I it excuse me, sir. Matter. Excuse me. He uh, he, is he, that what you think? Dwarves are not meant to be sellers. Is that what you think? The only sellers that we're supposed to do is iron forged in the beauty of the mother heart of Salagako. Is that what you think? Yeah. It doesn't matter what you think. Are you going to buy anything from him anyways? Yes, he uh, he's going to. He has, he has already promised his per So if you don't mind, Mr. Dwarf, just stand back to the side. No, Let I will not stand off to the side. Make me make me leave. He's uh, trying really hard sir, right now to like not. I look at him, sir. Probably be the best bet for you to leave right now. He says, but my invisibility potion. Five gold. Five gold. Five gold. If I was you, I would drink it right now. You got ten seconds to make a sell. He means business. Five gold. Five gold. Five gold. Five gold. He means business. Five gold. That's it. That's it. Five gold. That's it. That's all I want to do. Five gold. Five gold and you drink it. Five. Five. You give me five gold to drink it? Yes. Deal. I give him five gold. He takes five gold. And I want to see him drink it. He takes it and he bottoms up. And you see the liquid. He just locks eyes with Roscoe as the liquid just disappears down into his gullet and you are sitting there and nothing happens absolutely nothing happens for all of about five all seconds right. i want to wink at roscow be like hey where'd to go where'd to go roscow he, he his head snaps around left where'd and right. he go he's like you can't see me whoa, whoa who, who no, was i mean that? i mean whoa. absolutely you can't okay, see me that's that? the, oh he is at a scam oh you know next time i see him i'm gonna give him a you had to shake his hand i'm gonna time. have to i'm gonna buy i'm gonna buy so many of them I know. I'm ah, gonna, I need the one. whole cart. Sassfrass, while they're having this conversation, you realize that he, within a matter of about a second, disappears. Like, straight up disappears. His potion was real. And he is now invisible. You two are having this conversation and turn back to look at him to <laughs> pretend to keep playing with him. And he's not there. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to kind of back up. To the oxen <laughs> and kind of just sit down. And at that, that's slick. You just feel a little tap on the shoulder. He says, "I told you it was real. I want two more." That was the only one that I have, but I have other ones. And you hear a rattle of 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 things, and it's like he opened up his coat again out of habit of showing. I don't and, see it. And oh, well, this is going to be awkward. Um, he says. Oh, wait, no, I right here have two more vials of invisibility potion. But since my stock has suddenly dwindled, there will cost ten gold apiece. Yeah, I can't do that. He uh, he kind of looks around and Roscoe's eyes, well, you can't tell they settle on you because he's invisible. But he says, uh, your friend there has a mighty nice sword that I would be more than willing to trade with his sword for these two potions. And I would throw in... Two additional health potions. Do I hear this? Yes, yeah, yeah. Like you're totally. I want to take out my mace. <laughs> you don't know where he's at. You don't oh, know he's next. No, no, to... no. I know, but I still want to take oh. my mace. I said, next time I see you, I'm smashing your head into the ground. And at that, you just see uh, like footprints, like the poofs of footsteps as he's removing towards his camel, and then you see the saddle kind of shift a little bit. From the weight, and the camel looks back on his back, 
and just kind of gives a bewildered look, confused as to where this weight's coming from. And then the reins just lift up in the middle of nowhere, and you just hear, Last chance, ten gold, two invisibility potions. Last chance to get out of here yeah, with the yeah, headstone. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. And then I want to cast Minor Illusion, a sound of like glass breaking, like he dropped them all just to play with them. <laughs> so this funny. is so awesome. <laughs> so this is so awesome. Roll me um Okay, you and I, okay, so roll a deception check, Sassafras, and I'm gonna roll perception for him to see if he is able to deduce twelve. Okay. So you said yes, correct, Slick? You yeah, are buying I'm you buying. are you say so that'd be cost twenty gold mm-hmm. for two invisibility potions. You guys have that gold? Yes. Yes, we Okay. We he you just hear him oh all of a sudden the sound of glass breaking. And he just you just hear a <gasps> Well, I guess I get to keep my gold now. But I and he and you hear clink, clink, clink again as he's touching them in his. He says, "What? I heard one of them must have fallen." And then you hear you see the the dirt disrupt again as he jumps down, and you can now see handprints on the ground as he's like trying to thump the ground to see if he can feel broken Maybe glass. Maybe they're invisible too. Well, they are invisible. That's so. why he can't see anything. That's why he's down trying to feel it to see if he actually. Yeah, it's invisible. He can't find anything. <laughs> he feels back on. He's like, well, the the two invisibility potions are right here, still in my pocket. And you, Slick, he walks over to you and he kind of, he says, I'm holding them out right in front of you. Okay. I'll tell you what, do you have, do you have a, a bin that I can put them in? You put the gold in the bin. I'll put the the potions in the bin. And then when this invisibility potion wears off... Then you'll have the potion sitting in the basket. I'll have my gold and everybody will be happy. Sure. We'll do that. Excellent. So do you put your gold in the in like a basket thing or something yes. for him? Okay. So you see. I, I put it in a in a little box. Yeah. But he opens the box, makes yeah, sure that yeah, it's, it's all yeah, there, right? Yeah. Like you're not trying to scam him no, or anything. No, no, no. Okay. And he says, I really don't understand which one I broke. Because I'm telling you, I did you not hear the glass break? I heard it. I... I hate to lose money. At least I'm I'm being able to help a, a traveler. Hopefully you use this for good. And uh, he says, here, just so you believe me, um, reach in here and you can feel, and he, you see this basket kind of float uh, up. I, I trust you. I'm not feeling nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the basket looks completely empty to you. And he says, okay, well, with that, if there's nothing else I can do, uh, you two have a fantastic day. And, sir, I hope you have uh, uh, go wait, to anger wait, management. Wait, 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 wait. You're not going to stay here until it wears off? No, I need to be on the road. So do we. You well, you're, you don't me. look like you're going anywhere with the ox. No, you're, you're going to stay right here until it wears off. Oh, no, off. no, no, no. I really think I need to um, be going. Oh, wait, wait. Can, can, can I at this time, can I jump on his camel? You can do whatever you want. I'm jumping on his camel. Okay. And I want to like, I don't want to sit, I just want to sit sideways. <laughs> so I'm facing, um, I, I want to be facing <laughs> them too. And I'll be like, you ain't going anywhere, buddy. I'm like, no. we're going to wait. We're going to wait till it wears off. So what does it make you stop being invisible if you take some pain, right? Like that'll break the invisibility? Well, I guess you're going to have to wait till next week to find that out. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on Check for Traps. Until next time. Bye. Bye.